This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone, for this August 4th, 2022. I'm Haley Mannon. And I'm Nick Manila. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, seven years of sex abuse, how Mormon officials let it happen. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Rebecca Law will begin with the Metro Huntington weather forecast. Current temperature outside is a mostly sunny 90 degrees. And now on to our top story. China says it has conducted a, quote, precision missile, st- precision missile strikes, unquote, in the Taiwan Strait as part of military exercises in its Navy, Air Force, and other departments in six zones surrounding the island. Japan says it protested to China after five of the missiles landed in its exclusive economic zone. The drills were prompted by a visit on, to the island by the U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi this week. They are intended to advertise China's threat to attack the self-governing island republic in response to moves to solidify its de facto independence from Chinese rule. Taiwan has put its military on alert and staged civil defense drills, while the U.S. has nu- numerous naval assets in the area. Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orbán is in the United States to speak to one of the nation's largest gatherings of conservative activists. The autocratic leader has a headline spot Tuesday at the Conservative Political Action Conference in Dallas. His visit to Texas comes barely a week after new outrage flared back home over a speech in which Orban railed against Europe becoming a, quote, mixed race, unquote, society. One of his closest associates compared these comments to Nazi rhetoric and resigned in protest. Orban has consolidated power in Hungary, or excuse me, in Hungary, in a way that has led some observers to label him as the face of a new wave of authoritarianism. The Associated Press has obtained nearly 12,000 pages of sealed records from a child sex abuse lawsuit against the Mormon Church. The documents offer the most detailed and comprehensive look yet at the church's so-called helpline for dealing with child sex abuse accusations against officials and members. Families of survivors who filed the lawsuit said they show it's part of a system that can easily be misused by church leaders to divert abuse accusations away from law enforcement and instead to church attorneys who may bury the problem, leaving victims in harm's way. One victim was five when her father told his bishop that he was sexually abusing her. The abuse went on for seven more years while the bishop failed to report it to authorities. For a comedy, Joe Coy's new movie, Easter Sunday, had a lot of waterworks. The film was no ordinary job. The entire cast had happy cry fests whenever they were struck by the magnitude of sharing a set with mostly Filipino actors. Coy's feature film debut, which opens in theaters tomorrow, is being touted as the first big studio movie with an all-Filipino ensemble. Coy, who is half Filipino and half white, plays a comic, an aspiring actor, visiting his family in the San Francisco Bay Area for the titular holiday. The production comes at a time when Filipino-American food, history, and advocacy are increasingly emerging into the zeitgeist. An attorney representing two parents who sued conspiracy theorist Alec Jones 
all over his false claims about the Sandy Hook massacre, says the U.S. House January 6th, 6th community, Committee has requested two years' worth of records from Jones's phone. Attorney Mike Mark Bankston said in court today that the committee investigating the attack on the U.S. Capitol has requested the digital records. A day earlier, Bankston revealed in court that Jones's attorney had mistakenly sent Bankston the last two years' worth of texts from Jones's cell phone. A jury in Austin, Texas, is deciding how much Jones should pay to the parents of a child killed in the 2012 school massacre massacre because of the Infowars' repeated false claims that he was shooting that the shooting was a hoax. Coming up, swine flu investigated after people sickened at West Virginia Fair. That and more news from across the tri-state when New Center 88 returns right after this. Thing you're not supposed to touch Old prescriptions, cleaning stuff Or spider bites and such If you swallowed something bad Or think you took too much Call the Poison Control Center hotline We're the people you can trust For poison emergencies or just questions The Poison Control Center hotline Is here 24-7 with the expert help you need Free and confidential we hope you never need us, but keep our number by the phone. 1-800-222-1222 one 222 If you think you might be poison and you don't know what to do, call 1-800-222-1222. A message from your Poison Control Center. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Haley Mannon. And I'm Nick Matawa. A West Virginia woman has admitted accepting more than $42,000 in paycheck protection loans under a federal COVID-19 assistance program for businesses that were not engaged in substantial activity. Alexis Ransom of Logan pleaded guilty yesterday to wire fraud in federal court in Charleston. Ransom obtained three paycheck protection loans that were guaranteed by the Small Business Administration under the CARES Act. Ransom admitted falsely, stating her two businesses were established in 2019 and had substantial income. The SBA forgave the loans in August 2021. Ransom faces up to 20 years in prison. Her sentencing is set for November 16th. Health officials say they are investigating after several people developed a flu-like illness after working closely with pigs that exhibited respiratory symptoms and fever at a county fair. The State Department of Health and Human Resources says H3N2V, strain of influenza, was confirmed on at least one human test Tuesday. The sample has been forwarded to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention for Confirmation. The illnesses occurred at the Jackson County Fair. Arthur Anye Ajad, the state's health officer, says symptoms such as fever, runny nose, sore throat, cough, or congestion usually show up one to three days after exposure to infected animal livestock. Police say a small plane crash in Kentucky has killed one person and injured another. The Associated Press reports that the crash happened around 5.30 p.m. yesterday at the Cincinnati Harrison County Airport. Police say a woman aboard the plane died and a man was hospitalized with serious injuries. Cincinnati Police Chief Doug Robinson told the station that the single-engine plane nose-dived into the grass, causing significant damage that scattered debris up to 40 yards from the scene. 
The National Transportation Safety Board said in a tweet that it was investigating the crash. There's a new mouth to feed at the Cincinnati Zoo and Botanical Garden. A full-term hippopotamus was born last night. The baby is a sibling to Fiona, a hippo who became a global celebrity when she was born prematurely in 2017. The zoo's animal care director says the baby looks huge because Fiona weighed only 29 pounds when she was born six weeks early. The zoo discovered the calf's mother, 23-year-old Bibi, was pregnant around April Fool's Day. It came as a surprise because Bibi was on birth control. Bibi and the yet-to-be-named baby will spend the next two weeks bonding behind the scenes. National Guard soldiers rushed to distribute bottled water to flood-ravaged eastern Kentucky, as forecasters warned of more rain coming to the region. In the days since historic flooding swamped the Appalachian region, the availability of water surfaced as a concern for victims after the floodwaters damaged water systems. As donations pour into the region, water is a top priority, along with cleaning supplies. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir says water is being distributed as fast as possible. National Guard soldiers distributed more than 2,400 cases of water by early yesterday. It comes as intense heat and humidity add to the misery as people shovel out from the wreckage. Coming up next, forecasters trim hurricane season outlook a bit. Still busy. That and more news from around the nation when New Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Best news program in the nation as honored by the National Broadcasting Society. More than 130 live martial sporting events every year. One of the top college radio stations in the nation. 50 years of broadcasting excellence. 88.1 WMUL-FM. I was leaving an exercise class. All of a sudden, the pain started. My entire chest. Shortness of breath. Very fatigued. Nauseated. Thought that it was nothing much, maybe just stress. You're having a heart attack. I'm healthy. I'm young. There's no way it could be my heart. No way. Heart disease doesn't discriminate. Listen to your body. Go get checked. Heart disease is the number one killer in women. And this is something that we can fight. Visit GoRedForWomen.org to learn a woman's risk for heart disease. Are you tired of missing your favorite WMUL programming? <laughs> no worries. Check out WMUL's online archive at marshall.edu WMUL. Every episode of our news and sports programming, every story from the New Center 88 and FM 88 sports teams, and much more. marshall.edu WMUL. Welcome back to New Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Haley Manon. And I'm Nick Matawa. The death toll from exploding airbag inflators made by Takata Corp has risen to 19 in the United States and 28 worldwide. Authorities say the driver of a 2006 Ford Ranger pickup truck was killed in what should have been a minor crash last month near Pensacola, Florida. But the driver's airbag inflator exploded spewing shrapnel that hit the unidentified driver, a 23-year-old man. The United States National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says today it is working to confirm details of the crash before deciding if more action is needed. 
Federal meteorologists say this hurricane season may not be quite as busy as they initially thought, but it should still be more active than normal. Today's updated hurricane outlook by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration trims a short st- a storm off of some of the high end of the predictions. It says there is a 60% chance of a, as a busier than normal season. In May, in May, the NOAA was saying that it was 65%. Colorado State University is also cutting back a tad on its hurricane forecast, but experts say they still expect it to be a busy and potentially dangerous year. Jurors in the trial of Florida school shooter Nicholas Cruz have toured the still bloodstained building where he murdered 17 people four years ago. The 12 jurors and their 10 alternates were bused to Parkland's Mar- Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School today, along with the judge, prosecutors, and Cruz's attorneys. Cruz was not present. The area was closed off to keep protesters away and protect jurors' safety. The three-story classroom building was sealed after the Valentine's Day 2018 shooting. The floors remained bloodstained and the walls bullet-pocketed. Rotted holiday flowers and deflated balloons are in the rooms. The jury will decide if Cruz is sentenced to death or life without parole. Autopsy results say three family members killed during a shooting last month at an eastern Iowa state park were shot, stabbed, and or strangled. The Iowa Department of Public Safety says in in a news release today that 42-year-old Tyler Schmidt died from a gunshot wound and, quote, multiple sharp force injuries, unquote, while his wife, 42-year-old Sarah Schmidt, died from multiple sharp force injuries. Officials say their six-year-old daughter, Luna Schmidt, died from a gunshot wound and strangulation. All three family members' deaths have been ruled homicides. The department confirmed that the killer was 23-year-old Anthony Sherwin of La Vista, Nebraska, who died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. The family was attacked on July 22nd in their tent at the Mesquoka Caves State Park campground. Hundreds of people gathered at a Minnesota golf course to remember a 70-year-old boy who was fatally stabbed during a recreational tubing trip on the Wisconsin River. Friends and family say Isaac Schumann loved many things, including golf. Many who came for the candlelight vigil yesterday evening at Oakland Golf Course in Stillwater wore orange, the teen's favorite color. Friends from Stillwater High School described the teen as kind and compassionate. Schumann was part of a group tubing on the Apple River in western Wisconsin on Saturday when a confrontation occurred with a man who was facing criminal charges as a result of the encounter. Schumann was killed and four others in his group were injured. Coming up next, Florida governor suspends prosecutor over new abortion law. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns, right after this. More than 100 million wild animals are killed each year illegally. Poaching is a major threat to our country's wildlife. I'm Tom Barry. I'm an actor with a desire to preserve living space for wildlife. The Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust does just that. Works with private landowners to protect wildlife to preserve natural habitats. To learn more or to work with the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust, call 800-729-SAVE. That's 800-729-SAVE or visit wildlifelandtrust.org. Thank you. Does searching for good music on the radio feel like a wild goose chase? Hey, goose! Hey, come back here! Don't you get away from me! Aha! Gotcha! Ow! Well, your chase is over. Because throughout the week, WMUL plays many genres of music. From hip-hop to jazz to many flavors of alternative, WMUL has just what you're looking for. 
So don't be like this guy. Stop it, goose. <laughs> Tune in to 88.1 WMUL, the cutting edge. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Haley Manon. And I'm Nick Matawa. Republican U.S. Republic. Republican U.S. Representative Jackie Wolorski has been killed in a car accident in northern Indiana District. The Elkhurst County Sheriff's Office says the 58-year-old Wolorski and two staff members were inside an SUV that crossed the center line on a highway and struck another car head-on yesterday. Wolorski, who served on the House Ways and Means Committee, was first elected to represent Indiana's 2nd Congressional District in 2012. Indiana Republican U.S. Senator Todd Young said he was, quote, devastated, unquote, by Wolorski's death, and that he'll never forget her spirit and positive attitude. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has suspended the elected state prosecutor of Tampa for pledging not to enforce the state's new 15-week abortion ban and for supporting gender transition treatments for minors. The Republican governor announced Hillsborough County State Attorney Andrew Warren's suspension at the county sheriff's office today. Warren is a Democrat who was elected and re-elected by the county's voters. His office did not immediately return an email seeking comment. The governor's executive order focuses on how he signed on to statements from prosecutors around the nation pledging that they won't pursue criminal cases against seekers or providers of abortion or gender transition treatments. Former President Donald Trump is expected to be questioned under oath in the coming days in the New York Attorney General's long-running investigation into his dealings as a real estate mogul. Two of the former president's adult children, Donald Trump Jr. and Ivanka Trump, sat for questioning in the investigation in recent days. That's according to two people familiar with the matter who spoke with the Associated Press on condition of anonymity. The former president's disposition could be a critical moment in the investigation of allegations that his company misled banks and tax authorities about the value of prized assets like golf courses and skyscrapers. Stocks were mixed in afternoon trading on Wall Street today as investors continued to review the latest updates on the economy and corporate earnings. The S&P 500 fell less than 0.1 percent. The Dow Jones Industrials fell and the Nasdaq rose. Energy companies fell while retailers and industrial firms gained ground. Bond yields slipped. Earnings remained in focus for Wall Street. Twinkie maker Hostess and bleach maker Clorox fell after giving investors disappointing profit forecasts. New data from the Labor Department showed more Americans applied for jobless benefits last week as the number of unemployed continues to rise modestly. The Air Force has filed criminal charges against an airman in connection with an April explosion that injured U.S. troops at a base in eastern Syria. Tech Sergeant David D. D. Diswin Jr. is facing several criminal charges, including dereliction of duty, destroying military property, reckless endangerment, and aggravated assault in the blast that injured four service members. He's been held in confinement by the Air Force since June. The military initially reported that the injuries were caused by artillery or another form of indirect fire, but the Pentagon later said it was carried out by the, quote, deliberate placement of explosive charges, unquote by one or more individuals on the base. A hearing is set for August at a Utah base. And coming up, Rebecca Law will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast and updates on the Russian-Ukraine war. Stay with us.
Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is important. It's serious and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back, everyone, to Lexington, Kentucky. It is still survive in advance time. Welcome back in to Fifth Third Arena, Cincinnati, Ohio. The Marshall Thundering Herd lead the 24th ranked team in the country, the Cincinnati Bearcats, back here at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Rebecca Law, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Outside the WMUL studios, it is a mostly sunny 90 degrees. Today, the high is 90 and the low is 70 degrees. It has been pretty hot outside today, and unfortunately, the humidity isn't letting up. This evening, we will see an 89% humidity indexed and a 63% chance of scattered thunderstorms. We even have a special weather statement today warning us about the heat, so make sure to drink plenty of water and stay in the shade if you must be outside. We are also under a flood watch until Sunday evening, warning of flash flooding caused by excessive rainfall, with the greatest risk periods being Saturday and Sunday afternoon and evening. Tomorrow, we will have a high of 83 and a low of 69 degrees. All day, we will have risk of thunderstorm and high humidity reaching 85% humidity by tomorrow night. Looking into the weekend, Saturday the high will be 85 and the low will be 70 degrees. And Sunday the high will be 86 and the low will be 71 degrees. All weekend we are likely to see scattered showers and thunderstorms as the flash flood warning does not end until Sunday at 10 p.m. Today's weather word of the day is barometer. A barometer is an instrument used to monitor variations in air pressure at the surface. The first barometer was invented by the Italian physicist Torricelli in 1643. For centuries to follow, the barometer was the main tool used in weather forecasting. Thank you to weather.com and weatherology.com for this information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it is a mostly sunny 90 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for News Center 88. I'm Rebecca Law. Thank you, Rebecca. Now into Russia and Ukraine news. Russia is dismissing a claim by U.S. officials that it's working to fabricate evidence about last week's deadly strike on a facility housing prisoners of war in eastern Ukraine. U.S. intelligence officers' officials determined that Russia is looking to plant false evidence to make it appear that Ukrainian forces were responsible for the attack on a Levenki prison that left 53 dead and dozens wounded. That's according to a U.S. official familiar with the intelligence findings. Russia claims Ukraine's military used U.S.-supplied rocket launchers to strike the prison in the Moscow-controlled region. Ukrainian's military denies that. A Kremlin spokesman on Today dismissed the U.S. claim, saying Russia has, quote, nothing to hide, unquote. 
Canada says it's sending military trainers to the United Kingdom to teach Ukrainians how to fight invading Russian forces. Defense Minister Anita Nod said yesterday that up to 225 members of the Canadian Armed Forces will eventually be based in the UK for an initial period of four months. And said Anod, they will work alongside counterparts from Britain, the Netherlands and New Zealand in training Ukrainian troops on the basics of soldiering. An earlier Canadian military training mission based in Ukraine was suspended only weeks before the invasion began. Russia forces shelled a city close to Europe's biggest nuclear power plant today, reinforcing the UN's nuclear chief's fears that the situation around the facility is, quote, grave and dangerous, unquote. Dio Partoski's regional governor says Russia fired 60 rockets at Nikopol across the Dnieper River from the Zarapivzi nuclear plant. Russian troops seized the plant early in the war. Some 50 residential buildings were damaged in the city. Rafael Grossi, head of the International Atomic Energy Agency, said earlier this week that the situation is becoming more perilous at the Zaporizhzhia plant. Ukrainian authorities say shelling of a town in the eastern Donetsk region left at least eight people dead, and the mayor of the separatist healed city, held city of Donetsk says six were killed there. A judge in Russia convicted American basketball star Brittany Griner of drug possession and smuggling. She was sentenced to nine years in prison in a politically charged case that could lead to a high-stakes prisoner exchange between Washington and Moscow. Griner showed a little emotion to the sentence, but her lawyers later said later she was, quote, very upset and very stressed, unquote. U.S. President Joe Biden denounced this, quote, unacceptable, unquote. The verdict and sentence, which came amid stirring tensions between the U.S. and Russia over Ukraine. Griner had told the court she had no intention to break the law by bringing vape cartridges with cannabis oil when she flew to Moscow to play basketball in the city of Yetterbrinburg. Coming up next, bats return to Nevada Fire Station. Force enclosure. Stay tuned. Marshall sports journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. It's time for you to get in the game. Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. Sports journalism and sports communication careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu sojmc. Robin, are you seeing this? Yes, it seems like some sort of... There's someone here. What? It sounds like alternative and hip-hop. And jazz and blues. Is that award-winning news of sports? Gee Wilkers, Batman. What's going on? It's... it's green. It's white. It's WNUL. 88.1. Saving the world from bad radio. And where's Harvey Dent? Mr. Detweiler, we're all finished. Mm, what? Your knee replacement went great, and it's all because of you. What did I do? You were captain of Team Detweiler. You told us everything. Medical history, allergies. You asked us tons of questions. Huh. I guess I did kind of run the whole operation, didn't I? We couldn't have done it without you. Patient safety. It takes a team. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons with more tips at orthoinfo.org slash patient safety. And finally today on New Center 88, 
Garlic is a go-to herb in many cuisines, but a small town in South Korea is being roasted over an ad seen as way too spicy. For two years now, Hong Song County has led a, had a YouTube video bragging on the virility of its cloves. The 30-second clip shows a woman touching the thigh of a man with a garlic head mask and using terms like thick and hard, presumably to describe the town's garlic. Some competing farmer groups, mincing no words, considered the clip obscene and demanded that the county apologize and punish those who made it. The video has since been pulled. <laughs> For the second time in seven years, some firefighters in Nevada are being driven batty by bats. The station housing the Truckee Meadows Fire Protection District is now closed because it's infested with bats. Again. They've been swooping around the living quarters and dead bats have been found in a bay where an ambulance has been parked. When it happened in 2015, the station was closed because officials aren't blind to problems bats can cause humans. They can transmit rabies and other viruses, and their feces can cause viral, bacterial, fungal, and parasitic infections. A new video game sensation that features an adventurous feline has resonated with cat lovers. And some of them are using the game to raise money for real cats. The game called Stray from Annapurno Interactive launched in July. Gamers are playing the game live and using online fundraising platforms to benefit cat rescue and adoption organizations. The company also partnered with two shelters to raffle off copies of the game. Brendan Gibson of the Nebraska Humane Society said they raised $7,000 through the raffle, and many of the donors were new to them. He said the whole culture of the game is about a love of cats. And that does it for this summer edition of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Nick Madawa, Zane Bowles, Rebecca Law, and the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Haley Mannon, and your thought of the day is, before you marry a person, you should first make them use a computer with slow internet to see who they really are. Will Farrell.